So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 36 of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley with Stone Street Creative and Six Figure Photography. And today, we have a very exciting guest. He's just the most authentic man I could think of, Jeff Duncan. Before we jump into that, let me just remind you guys what we are all about. Helping you grow your photography business, finding abundance and joy, meaning, and profits. So today's guest, uh, Jeff Duncan, this is going to be a fun one. Jeff is is talking all about authenticity, especially authenticity, not just in your work, but in, in your self-awareness, in your self-branding. He was named one of Rangefinder's top 30 rising stars in 2014. He's got incredible work out of uh, Houston or Austin, Texas. He'll tell us. Uh, but uh, he's, he's a really ex- exciting person to, to get a chance to chat with because He's just so genuine. He's just so real. I, I want to ask him. We had a couple audio uh, issues in regards to him finding a cable prior to this, and so he's he's coming to us without the cleanest uh, audio. So give us some grace, and uh, let's get a chance to talk with Jeff. Boom! What is going on, Jeff? Uh, thank you for joining the uh, SFP podcast, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am happy to be here. For real. So, okay, we, I love to start. Where, where, where are we talking from? Where are you at, my man? I am in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Very cool. What's going on in Austin, Texas? Anything eventful over there? I mean, is this like peak wedding season or are you kind of on the decline? What's going on? Actually, we are getting ready to ramp up. Oh, um, peak, peak wedding season. Really starts up in September and takes off in October through the fall. Nice. Nice, man. Um, dude, your work's killer. Uh, if, if, by the way, you, you guys, we're going to have links in the show notes, everything like that uh, for Jeff's work. But, man, your work is its really fun. It's really exciting. That's what I think I love most about this podcast. Man, I get introduced to so many really cool people with really amazing work or really um, – really amazing ideas, uh, and okay work. <laughs> like it's, it's not always, it's not always like home runs every time, but I'm excited about, uh, about what you got going on, dude. Um, we're going to talk about this. I want to talk about personal projects. I want to talk about authenticity. I want to talk a little bit about your process because I find your work to be really exciting and really challenging, uh, at the same time to, I think a lot of photographers. Um, I want to talk about your success too, because I mean, 
uh, it seems like you haven't you I mean you haven't been at this for for that long and then you know I see like Rising Stars uh, and Rangefinder 30 Rising Stars in 2014 um, so I'm, I'm just kind of curious about a lot of this stuff um, can you give us a little bit of a, a kind of a broad picture history of where things began for you in regards to photography yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know we could talk about other shit um well, but yeah let's start with photography years, 11 months ago i was born in <laughs> dallas texas and quickly fast forwarded to college where i was studying at the university of arkansas to get my degree in business and I had an opportunity to go to Ethiopia on a little uh, vision trip of sorts and just kind of an ex- experience uh, another culture, and I jumped at it. Um, I remember like preparing a week before we left. I decided I wanted to buy a DSLR off of Craigslist. Um, I didn't have much money at the time. I spent most of it on that camera against my parents' well wishes and was quickly obsessed. Uh, there was just something about it. I guess the timing of it, uh, new culture. Um, it was all just so exciting for me, just capturing the challenge of capturing a moment in time and, you know, all the elements lining up and visualizing things. Um, I came back just so inspired to to become a better photographer, but it didn't really cross my mind to make a living until six months or so later when some of my friends began to get engaged or uh, I had some musician friends that needed photos for promo stuff and... So I started off, I guess, just shooting my friends in college, and it quickly grew from there um, into weddings. Uh, becomes the obvious choice for a lot of young aspiring photographers who are social, as I am. And uh, I, I shot my first wedding, kind of hesitant. Um, and uh, by the end of it, I, I realized I really, really enjoyed it. I had a cool couple, cool location. And I thought, you know, I could do this. So uh, I shot weddings uh, for my senior year and ended up, uh, I actually got fired from my job. I was waiting tables at a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> got fired because I, uh, I was traveling so much for work um, and just impossible to schedule. Um, and then uh, it sort of grew from there. But once I graduated, I, instead of just hitting the ground running into business, I bought a backpack and a one-way ticket to Europe um, because that had been a dream of mine for a long time to do the whole backpacking thing. So I backpacked for about six months, which was a transformative period of time in my life. And when I eventually ran out of money, uh, I worked my way back to Texas and decided to settle upon Austin, the coolest city in the land, to start my career. So uh, once I got here, things um, kind of kind of picked up quick. That's when it really started happening pretty quick. So and progressed. And I've been here for, I guess, going on six years now. Nice man. Do you uh, are you familiar with um, Joseph West or uh, Caroline oh, yeah. Ann uh, over there? 
Oh yeah, those are two of my closest friends, actually. Joseph was visiting uh, last week, actually, about a week ago. So I got to spend some time with him. Yeah, great, great photographers, great people. Yeah, man, for sure. I shot a wedding with Caroline uh, over in Antigua. I was doing video and then um, ran into... uh, Joseph, I don't know. We hung out at WPPI and, and had a really great time. So anyhow, they're really, yeah, great people. Um, you guys have a, a similar kind of a aesthetic and an approach. So I figured, well, same state, similar <laughs> vibes. I, I think, uh, maybe there's some things that are lining up here. So, well, very cool. So a lot of this then started with personal projects for you, huh? Oh yeah, man. I, uh, I thought, yeah, exactly. That's what it started. It was just personal stuff. How, how important is your personal work for you today? I mean, I know that's what got you launched into this, get, going into Ethiopia. Is this something that you still value? Oh, um, personal projects in general? Yeah, I mean, I think I value that higher than most. And But I need, I need to be reminded of that as well. Um, sometimes it's easy just to, just to take the paying gigs, but I have always found personal projects breathe the most life into my creativity and my energy that then spills into my, um, my other work. I think what you mentioned is really, I mean, it, uh, it rings true for myself. It's going to ring true to, to the listeners. It's like personal projects are great, but then there's like all the bills to pay and the time and we're, you know, we're sitting around answering emails and looking for USB cords that like we're too busy to do like personal projects. So like what, do you have any tips? Do you have any recommendations like for actually, actually doing personal work? Hmm. I mean, how do you do it? How do you, how do you actually carve out the time, um, to, to set aside for personal projects? Well, sometimes it's easier than others, but, uh, one way, I guess the most recent example that worked for me was I just put it out on the internet. I posted some photos of a musician and you know, actually, I reached out to that musician because Austin is full of young, aspiring creatives, musicians, artists, you name it, and they don't have a lot of money, so necessarily. And I have a lot of super talented musician friends, and I did a photo shoot for one of them. And through that session, I decided that I was going to announce on my blog uh, and, you know, Instagram and stuff that... I would do donation-based shoots for local artists. And that held me accountable. So that's so that's really the important part is that once I put that out there, people started contacting me. And, stuck. And sure, I could ignore the email. Yeah, I could ignore the email, but I didn't want to. I mean, I did it for a reason. And then once you start the conversation, it becomes a little bit more realistic. And then, yeah, then you're stuck. You're like, all right, I'm going to do a photo shoot. And the best part about those shoots was that there was just no expectations yeah. um, on my end or their end. It was literally like, all right, let's meet up and uh, go explore you know, this area together and see what happens. And a lot of good came from that, a lot of great connections and awesome photos, which I have yet to share some of those on my blog because... Uh, but I need to, but I've got some, some great content that's, that's coming out soon, uh, from some, from some of those shoots. So that was one way, uh, that comes to mind. 
Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I mean, just creating accountability, creating systems for accountability is something that's easy to, uh, it's, it's one of the fastest ways to actually live up to something. When, when we let ourselves off the hook by saying like, yeah, I'll do that someday. Or like, maybe I'll do that. As soon as you say, maybe you might as well just, uh, have never had the idea in the first place. And so I love that you really put it out there. Uh, and sometimes I do that too, man. Sometimes I literally just like go on Facebook and make these like big declarations. <laughs> and people are like, who the F cares, Ben? Um, but I'm not doing it like for them. I'm kind of doing it for me as like a, uh-huh. Hey world, Hey universe, like, uh, take, like hold, hold me to this. You know, I, I want to live up to this. I think too, man, another thing, even as I'm looking through some of your personal work, um, I think too, uh, when I think about photography and I think about photographers, we often get too overwhelmed with the idea of producing content, like setting up a, a style shoot or setting up some like personal project and, and just the act of producing. And I think it's way easier than that. I think if we would just start carrying our cameras, I think if oh, we would man. just start yeah. documenting rather than producing, uh, personal projects would, would happen in a much more natural way. And as I look through some of your work, I, it looks more like at times you just have a camera on you and, and maybe I'm wrong and you're documenting. Um, and I think that that is like the gateway drug to, to personal work is have a damn camera on you and document mm-hmm. rather than produce. And it takes the stress away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, uh, it really alleviates, um, the anxiety that we sometimes even feel on personal projects, you know, just to shoot some stuff. Um, what, what do you think about that? Man, I couldn't agree with you more, honestly. Like that, that crossed my mind. And I was like thinking about mentioning that as well is it is important. You're right. I do carry my camera on me a good chunk of the time. And I've gone through my fair share of camera bodies from big and small, heavy, light, um, you know, micro four thirds or full frame. I don't know. It doesn't really matter, but just grab a lens and a camera and throw it in your backpack and don't think too much of it. And if you have it on you, you're going to be more likely to shoot. Uh, and, and don't even worry about what you got to do with the photos afterwards. You know, I, I remember a few years back, I was really burned out and I just hit, hit the streets by myself, downtown Austin shooting for a couple hours. And for whatever reason, at the end, I was compelled to format my card before I got home. (laughs) And it was a really cool, uh, really cool feeling that it just, it didn't matter. You know, it really, it was just for the experience and like, you know, all those shots I took, you know, they're not going to win awards, but there was good, good ones in there, but really it was to alleviate the pressure of, you know, Oh, I've got to, I've got to edit. Cause it, uh, truth be told, I don't personally love sh- sitting in front of the computer. I love shooting. So, uh, you know, if you take your camera on you, that that's the first step into creating more content and and then sharing it. I love it, man. Um, so I'm kind of curious, only because I've been thinking a little bit about this. I know that you just said it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? Uh, Fuji, Canon, Nikon, Sony, contacts, what? Like, it, who cares? Your iPhone, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, and at the same time, I am I am curious for your personal work. What are you shooting on? Is there a body that you found to be really portable, user friendly, just to throw in a bag and and go with you? Yeah, you may have heard of it. It is the iPhone. Yes. <laughs> that is the key to my personal work for sure. And, um, you know, I was an early adopter of Instagram and 
just really got hooked to that before any of my photographer friends realized the potential of it. And I was very adamant early on of only sharing iPhone photos. And I started shooting in square ratios on my phone just for the sake of Instagram. And that was such a fun thing, a fun uh, creative outlet for me just to see, you know, what kind of images I could create or moments I could capture with, you know, limited technology and one focal length. Yeah. I think um, implying limitations on your work is one of the, like the best pieces of advice I could give Mm. a photographer, beginner photographer Mm. or, or like well-seasoned is just like cut the shit, like use one lens for like Mm -hmm. an entire shoot and see what happens. Um, Hey dude, this is kind of fun as you're talking about the iPhone and all this stuff. Do you, do you realize that the iPhone seven announcement is going on right now as we're recording this? Stop it. I'm going to (laughs) pre-order. You may want to pull up some dual monitor right now and um, half pay attention to me and half pay attention to that. Um, I had no idea. I knew it would happen in September, but I... It's happening right now, man. I figured, um, you know, Ben would just give me a phone call on Skype and fill me in on that. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do replays. They'll do replays. You'll switch the highlight highlight reel later. Um, But, dude, I got a fun story about this. This is a really fun story. I did a a two-day-long Cambodian wedding just this last Saturday and Sunday over Labor Day weekend. And um, I was shooting this wedding, um, an amazing day. I'm at the final day, right, day two end of the reception. I've already stayed like an hour later than I was contracted to just to like, you know, blow things out of the water. And I go Mm -hmm. up to the bride and I'm like, yo, like this has been amazing. Is there anything else? And she's loving me and says, no, go home, go be a dad. I I got a little girl at home. Go be a dad, go rest your ankle. I'd also sprained my ankle. Anyway. And, uh, she's like, no, just go chill. Thank you for everything. And so I pack everything up, dude. I'm at my car. I, I, I put my camera away and I have to go back in just to grab the last light stand from the reception. And as I'm walking back in the reception hall, damn it, dude, I, I hear all the single ladies and the DJ comes running up to me and he's like, dude, they're doing the, oh, yeah. the garter toss. I'm like, like bro come on man i'm I'm like done my camera's gone it's packed up i got like you why didn't you tell me this why didn't the bride tell me this you know like yeah they told yeah. me this stuff and so i did what any photographer would do who at least gives the tiniest uh bit of shits and i grabbed the videographer and i took his video light and and had him light the bride and i pulled out my iphone and i just shot yes. the entire garter toss um, with my iPhone. Yeah. And it was yes. this moment of like pure joy for me. I, I just, I don't know, man, it, it all just made sense. And the bride was cracking up cause she knew she let me go. She knew it was like, you know, it, there's, there was no accountability there. Uh, and she just loved it. She loved the fact that I was blowing it up with my iPhone and, um, and it was really funny. I was just like tapping the screen as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyhow, it was, wild. I love that, man. I mean, that is a, it's, that it's is a true, great though. story. Yeah. You get a I, selfie. I'm going to have to, I mean, I am going to deliver those pictures. I'm going to put them in the album. Um, she could take them out if she wants, but I'm putting them in the album. So maybe um, you should attach some photos to this podcast. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I will. I'll do. That's a great idea. Yeah. You just put me on, uh, on the hot seat there, man. I appreciate yeah, that. I'll hold you accountable. You just did. Um, okay. You guys, I'm going to drop one of these pictures in there. I mean, it, here's the deal though. This is what I love. It, they're just documenting like there's um they're not great photographs 
but I think the moment was great. I think the memory was great and that's all that really matters. So, um, amen, dude, that's rad. Um, so can you talk a little bit about your experience in the industry? I mean, 2014, uh, you know, you were, um, brought in on rangefinder on the top 30 rising stars. And I know it's not about awards and it's not about any of that kind of shenanigans. And at the same time though, I think that's telling, I think it's really awesome. I think it's something to be proud of. What was, what was your journey? Like, what was the, the kind of like, uh, like what, what was the turning point? And what I mean is this, I don't know if it, if this is true for you, but for me, there was like a, a wedding, there was a moment when I was, uh, when I was shooting and I got back and I looked at my work and I was like, like this, this wedding, this, something changed. It changed in my, the way that I shot, the way that I viewed the world, the way that I viewed my clients, Mm. photography, everything kind of changed at that wedding. Did you have one of those moments or have you just been kind of chipping away at it little by little and finally got noticed? Um, I've had a lot of those moments, (laughs) uh, sort of in that, um, I realized that I wasn't as good as I thought I was. And I'm like, Oh, this is like, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Where you like, you, you reach a different plateau and you look back and you're like, Oh man, I thought I was like really making strides, but like, can this I be is honest? I- when, uh, when my whole crew, by the way, so there's uh, it's down straight creative. Uh, there's myself and there's two other photographers, Ben and Steven. Uh, we were looking at your work prior to going on to this and we were like, shit, man, he's really good. We're not that good. <laughs> Stop it. Dude. And then we had Stop this moment to be like, no, we're no. good. We're good. <laughs> man. I, uh, I mean, I early on, I mean, all I was doing was copying other people, you know, really like I was doing my own spin on it, but I, I was heavily searching for inspiration online from other photographers and, you know, I did a couple workshops early on that really helped elevate my, my game and I was just trying to do my own thing and eventually I got to the point where I don't look at other people's work anymore it's just kind of in a big fusion over time to kind of be what it is but you know every pose every shot I could probably track back to some sort of inspiration that I have found may it be through another photographer back in the day or um, today I'm very much inspired by film so, um, to answer your, you know, your original question, I don't know if there was like a specific turning point per se, uh, like this is the one wedding, but if I did have to say one, it would be, I think it was 2012. Yes, it was May of 2012. I shot a wedding, a rooftop wedding. It was on a parking garage nice. and it was my friends who was, a He's an amazing designer and developer, and he traded me basically what my website uh, for the wedding. And it was it turned and he he asked me about a you know potential cool venue that nobody's done, and somehow parking lot parking deck came up and they ran with it. It got featured, and I just started. I remember after that wedding, I was like, "This is what if I'm doing weddings, this is what I want it to be about." Like just different and and unique and fun and laid back no pressure you know yeah yeah for sure i'm uh i'm i'm flipping through your work right now and i normally don't get too specific here but i'm kind of curious um i'm curious about your portfolio i'm curious about some of these shots um 
When you're choosing images that are going into your portfolio, what are you valuing? What like what's the deciding factor to know like, you know, this is this is going to make it? Oh, well, the truthful answer is I'm terrible at that. I just have a lot of friends that are that are willing to um sit next to me and, and help make decisions. Cause I'm, I'm pretty indecisive. Uh, after I've gone through and edited all the photos, I'm really attached personally, like in an emotional way to the images yeah. that I don't, I have to take a step away before I realize which images really stand out. But like you said earlier, you know, I've got friends here in, in Texas that I see and I'll, you know, we ask each other, uh, we just, I value their opinions. Like, what do you think? What stands out to you? And over time, I've learned what I really like, you know, and I just, at the very end of the day, I just tell myself, go with your gut, because if you're going with your gut, you're going to attract like-minded people that are into the stuff that you're posting. I mean, it doesn't matter what you post, like you can post anything, you can post anything, like the good photos or the bad photos, the dramatic photos, the happy photos, you know, the emotional photos. It, you know, all details. It doesn't matter. There's a client out there for you. You just need to, the, the important thing is just go with your gut. Yeah. And I think it's like self-awareness. It's, it's being aware of what, what you're going to be attracting. You know, like you just said, you can put up anything and you should uh, put up what you want to shoot is the main thing. And I think, I think actually a lot of photographers really struggle with a being self-aware enough to know what they want to, to be mm-hmm. part of. Um, what kind of events they want to shoot. Um, and then uh, I actually do think that because of what you just outlined of having so much of an emotional connection to it, um, I think that a lot of photographers photographers struggle with recognizing what is and what is not, um, uh, like what fits into that category or doesn't. Do you know what I mean? And so I, mm-hmm. I do like the, what you're saying. I don't want to kind of glide past it. I like what you're saying about having, having people that you trust, that you value, actually help to make those decisions on your behalf. Um, and this is something that we take for granted here at Stone Story because there's three of us and we get to all weigh in. You know, I can come back from a wedding and, and feel totally stoked about an image. And then Stephen Lowe is like, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. And I got to hang my head low and accept the fact that, you know what, I think it's probably just all right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and that's okay, man. Swallow that pill. We're not, we're not, it, I don't care who you are. You're not the best. Well, I don't think anybody's the best, you know, there, there's no end to the, to the climb really. It's just, it's just, we're all on a journey, you know, and, and, you, and I think that has been a really refreshing perspective in my life and in my work is to see the progression over the years of my work, my editing style, my shooting style. I mean, I go, I went through, go through trends just as any, as much as anybody where I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm, I like it. I like the shadows faded more, or, or I'm really liking self-aware or camera aware photos, uh, and portraits or, Maybe I'm going for, you know, more photojournalism, but I see like a, an evolution and, and to be okay with that mm-hmm. is really relieving and just try new things, step out of your comfort zone. But, uh, most importantly, you know, don't get stuck, you know, doing the same old same unless you're okay with that, but I'm not. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of that comes down to, I mean, like, what what are you happy doing? I think a lot of the principles that I'm talking about uh, kind of continually on, you know, the SFP podcast or SF Live uh, in regards to, you know, there's so many photographers who are um, who are trying to, you know, go full time and they're working day jobs and they're trying to carve out time for it. Um, and I guess it just comes down to like, are you, are you happy? Are you not happy? And if you're happy doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. then, then keep doing it. Just don't complain about the alternative. Um, is, is my only, is my only gripe with it. Um, can I ask a specific question? There's yeah. a photograph in your portfolio of a bride and groom laying down, uh, uh, in like this tall, grassy, beautiful, like weedy field. Um, I don't know if it's, it's not wheat. It's just like tall dead grass actually. Mm. How, uh, how'd you get overhead on that? Oh, ha. I think I know which one you're talking about. I think that one is Ashley and Matt in Yosemite. Um, well, that's actually a pretty cool story because I flew out for that wedding and uh, what, what was the reason for it? But the, all the, all the national parks were closed that week. Oh. And uh, the wedding was supposed to be, actually the ceremony is just outside of the park, so that was fine, but we were planning on going to the park. And so I was kind of bummed about it, but turned out we still found a way to get in and see some of, like quite a bit of the park, and there was no traffic. So we had essentially had Yosemite to ourselves for several hours for this, for just to sh- drive around and do it. It was a day after portrait session. Yeah. Um, so we had, we were just cruising around and we found this field, um, you know, right as the sun was, was setting and I saw the grass and there was a giant rock, a giant boulder right there that I saw I could climb. And I was like, pull over guys. I need y'all to go lay down r- like right by that boulder and I'm going to climb up to the top and I'm going to get a shot overhead. So, yeah, just nature. Yeah. No ladder. I didn't fly. I didn't jump real high. It was just I was on a big rock. I dig it. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's, it just uh, it grabbed my attention. I had to ask. Um, all right, man. Uh, no, I got another question here. And this is going back to technicality, but I think this is something that's interesting. Um, are you shooting all film or are you are you mixing digital and film or or all one way or the other? I am shooting, I mean, 99% digital. I've shot film a little, but very little, and did post a blog recently. Uh, did some medium medium format, but yeah, I'm primarily digital. I've never even, I think I've been in a dark room one time in my life. I've just, from the very get-go, it was digital all the way. Right on. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I saw that post and I was like, whoa, is this, is, is Jeff shooting all digital? Are these all coming, are all, all film? Like, uh, yeah, my mind was <laughs> at, that, at that thought, just, just knowing, uh, the difficulty of, it. I've, I've messed around a little bit, um, with some medium format film and uh, I love it. Uh, but at the same time, I could not imagine doing what we do on it. Um, so, one of the things that is is been coming out more and more during our conversation together today, and I think it it's it holds very evident as I look through the portfolio of your work. But there's just like um, you're you're very like uh, maybe honest with yourself um, about the things that you're posting, the even the way that you talk. There's just an authenticity to it, and I want to hear from you how how important uh, that is, and and how can other photographers. Um, 
maybe uh, become more aware of, of that value and the value with your work, the value with your clients, your brand. Um, unpack that a little bit for me, man. I've come to believe that authenticity is key, uh, but in order to be authentic, you need to know yourself and you need to love yourself before you can pr- present yourself in an honest way to the public. And that hasn't always been easy for me. So I do appreciate that. And once I think you've, uh, that you've, you know, noticed that because it's been something that I've, I've given a lot of time and thought and effort towards is how do I want to present myself? And I, and, uh, I think I present a fraction of myself here and a fraction of myself there, you know, depending on the channel and stuff. But at the end of the day, it is, so much better to be yourself online than to try to be somebody else. It really is just emotionally taxing trying to be somebody else and human beings will sniff it out. They'll know that you're being inauthentic. So, um, again, know yourself and then, and then share it, you know, and be honest. And the more vulnerable that you are, I believe that you'll find, uh, will be received very well it's kind of interesting i push the i put i from time to time i push the uh the the edges of that you know i shot a wedding a reception barefoot recently and i'm just like trying to see like what i can get away with and i'm telling you uh it's been a it's been an incredible ride and it's a and and it's just like i'm making more and more friends uh with my clients as time goes on so so one of the things that you brought up, I mean, you brought up two things that are are so important and they're things that I fully believe in. You talked about knowing yourself, but then also loving yourself. I think a huge part of this industry, I think a huge part of, of any entrepreneur's life, solopreneur, entrepreneur, artists, I mean, all of the above is, is understanding your own self-worth. Um, and what you've just identified is exactly that. And so I'm kind of curious what that journey looked like for you or if you have uh, if you have any tips. I mean, like, what did it look like to understand, like, uh, really knowing yourself? Do you have any recommendations uh, for listeners who are still trying to identify, like, what is it that they want to do and, and to put out there to the world? Hmm. Well, I read a lot. For one, I try to read a chapter a day out of whatever book uh, it may be. Um, so I probably have a couple of book recommendations that would fit the mold there. Um, but yeah, reading, journaling, meditating, just finding time for, for that and the stuff that gives you life is really important. Um, do, you a, a book, do you have a favorite book that um, that comes to mind? Yeah. Uh, now that you ask, I just finished a book the other day by Elizabeth Gilbert entitled Big Magic. And I highly recommend it for anybody that is a creative or that has a desire to create. And uh, after reading the book, I'm convinced that we're all creatives, um, that human beings are creatives and we're born to create. It's just a matter of believing that and overcoming the fear that inhibits us and gets in our way from sharing stuff that has been created from within. So, okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious more about this book. And so, uh, 
uh, just I guess I'm trying to get inside the audience head a little bit. Who is the um, like what what would be maybe a, a big either takeaway from it or or who is the like ideal person who should who should pick this book up? The the main takeaway is it's not easy to create, and there's a reason, and it's usually fear. So if you can understand where that fear comes from and understand that it is your purpose to create, you'll fight for that and um, you'll be inspired and motivated by the end of this book to not only create more, but then to share your work. And it, for me, most importantly, it, it removed a lot of pressure that I have realized that I've placed on myself um, that really is unnecessary. It's just like create something, put it out in the world and move on to the next thing and don't coddle it. Don't idolize it. Don't treat it like a child. Your work is beautiful as is, but once you put it out there, you're done with it. It's no longer your it's no longer yours. It's, it's everybody else's. Yeah. I think it's a really hard, uh, I agree with it, but I think it's a hard, hard kind of perspective to, to grasp as an artist. What was, um, and maybe you just answered it right there. Maybe it's a little bit different though. What has been one of the biggest fears that you've had to overcome in being authentic to yourself and to the work that you put out there? One of the biggest fears that I've had to overcome in being (laughs) authentic yeah, or or just one of the biggest fears that you've had to overcome that you felt like was holding you back or that you're still struggling with overcoming? I would say, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. I would say for me, it's, uh, I, you know, I kind of always had this pressure that I had to portray a professional, you know, persona at all times you know, very professional, clean around the edges. And, um, and I, and I was afraid that if I put too much of myself out there in the world uh, and, and started going in to expressing things that I'm, that I believe and actually standing for something that it would affect business. At the end of the day, I was worried that it would affect business and it would, it, it would affect um, you know, how people receive me or how people like me. And I have let go of that. I no longer, um, I, I realize now that I, I'm not in control of whether or not people like me or like my work or any of that stuff. But at the end of my life, I want to look back and say that I stood for something and that I put myself out there and I tried and I loved and I lived. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't care anymore. I really just, I just don't care like I used to. Yeah. And that's a great feeling. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's one of those things that like when you start to actually stand for something and, and, you know, have a belief and hold it, um, you start to, you start to get some hate and I've almost started to view like haters as like this, this kind of like validation (laughs) that like, 
Well, good. I, th- I guess I've I've done something right. At least I've stood for something. May I piss somebody off? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but at least I figured. St- I, I clearly I must be standing for something. And so every hate email I get, which aren't very many, but every now and then there'll just be a super random one. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. There's some serious truth to that. That if you are standing for something, then you're going to meet resistance and. Uh, and so, you know, a hater isn't necessarily a bad sign. You know, it's probably a good sign because for every hater, you, you're probably inspiring other people. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I see that as probably a good sign. So I don't really mind negative comments or negative feedback uh, where, you know, I, I, it used to kill me, you know, it could ruin my day, but I don't let that, I don't let that affect me anymore. Yeah. Haters going to hate. Um, so how did you overcome that fear? Like what, I mean, you said you kind of you've you've gotten to the point where you've let that go and are able to to just kind of move forward as you. How'd you get to that point? Hmm. It's been a it's been a process. It's been a couple of year process. And actually, if you look at my blog, you'll see I haven't really posted much. And there's a few reasons for it uh, for for not doing that. But one is just because I've been been searching. You know, I've just been trying to find my, you know, direction in a, in a sense. And I don't want to just like post just to post because I shoot a lot, but if I post everything, then I'll just continue to shoot that. But I want to be a little bit more proactive and, and to, and choose a direction. But, uh, so I've just been searching, man. I've been trying to search for, you know, my, my authentic self in a sense. And I'd say again, kind of goes back to the people I surround myself with. Uh, I've been real intentional on surrounding myself with solid friends and, you know, mentors who reflect the qualities that I want to live by and, you know, and people to see in, in myself. And I think that we are, we are, we are all a direct reflection of the people we surround ourselves with. So that is kind of what I end up coming back to continuously. So I don't know if it's really like a direct answer to your question, because I think it's probably different for everyone. But I think it's just like dipping your toe in the water and realizing that it's not so bad after all. And then you get a little bit braver to go a little further, a little further and take your time. There's no rush. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's. Uh, I mean, you, you just said you're chipping away. You took action. You just kind of, you jumped. You've been testing, right? You've did a little uh-huh. bit of here, a little bit of there. <laughs> you keep uh-huh. pushing and pushing. And all the while, though, supporting yourself with people that love you and believe in you and people that you want to be like, people that uh-huh. are probably in many ways better than you. That's not a jab at you, uh-huh. maybe, Jeff. Oh, no, um, totally. I mean, I would be the first to say it. Sure. And 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 that's my hope is that I'm always surrounded by people that are way better than me. I'm, I'm going to be speaking at uh, Mystic uh, oh, this year. Cool. and Well, next year, I guess in January. And it's one of those things that, man, I, I look around at the rest of the speakers and I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like I look around the room and I'm like, I, like everyone is amazing. Like everyone is, I, I could learn so much, uh, about everything from, and that's a good room to be in, you know, uh, when you can just look around and feel like, uh, why am I here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I had the exact same experience in April. I spoke at CPC. Yeah. And I mean, verbatim, that was what was going on in my head. I was just thinking, I don't even 
hold up on this list. I didn't feel like I did at least, but you know, I did my thing and, and I put it out there and yeah, it felt good. That's rad, man. You guys got to check this out. Uh, check out CPC, by the way, I'll be there. And were you in Vancouver? Where were you at CPC? Yeah, Vancouver. Cool. I'll be in Toronto in, I think that's October. Man, it's coming up. Uh, yeah, you guys check out CPC. If you haven't already, I think there's probably a few passes left. Um, you'll definitely want to do that. Dude, um, I want to get... Uh, I want to get to an action step and I'm going to, I'm going to buy you some time here as you're thinking about this. I really want to give the audience a takeaway, something that they can actually go and do when, when they pull over the car, uh, when they arrive home, when they get to the studio, when the kids go down for bed, um, when they get home from the nine to five, whatever it may be, um, something that people can do that, uh, will really help to move move them forward. And maybe this is more personal. You know, we've been talking a lot about uh, the 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 reality that who you are as a person, the choices to make, the person that you want to be and represent as your business, it has so much to do with exactly, uh, well, with your photography, with your work, with your self-brand. And so maybe it's that, I don't know, I won't put words in your mouth, but I want you to think about that for a minute um, because I want to give people an actual step that they can take. And so um, as you're stewing on that, I'm just going to give a quick little shout out, a couple thank yous um, to some companies Companies that I think are pretty rad that we use personally at the studio and that support the SFP podcast, support you guys actually as an audience. Um, they're, they're always giving you guys hookup. Uh, and so I just got to, I got to thank Miller's, um, Miller's lab, uh, yeah. just been incredible. They, they, they've been incredible because they actually care. They care about us as photographers and then they care about your clients as well, making sure that they have product in hand quickly. That looks amazing. That will last the test of time that will extend these memories to future generations. Um, and, and again, man, it's, they're so fast and they're so consistent. Um, and I just love what they do. And so a huge thank you to Miller's lab. You guys, if you're not producing prints for your clients, please start doing it. And this is one of those things that you might not know how to do. Just start like, <laughs> or I can teach you like <laughs> follow, follow what we do. It's down story. I could teach you guys. You really got to be prioritizing print uh, in your client's hands. Look, if you want to try out Miller's, um, they're giving 25% off. It's a quarter off you guys, 25% off their signature albums. Use the coupon code, all capitals, SFP 25, SFP 25, no spaces in there. Um, and then I'm I got to thank Tave. Um, Tave is a CRM software, um, client relationship management software that just helps helps us not stress. <laughs> it helps us keep track of everything, you know, when we're doing, you know, 60, 70 weddings a year um, with three photographers all over the world. And so we manage leads, um, uh, our, our clients, leads, orders, contracts, questionnaires, emails, everything gets taken care of there. And, and what I just described has worked well for us as a three-person studio. But man, we weren't always a three-person studio. It, was, it just used to be me and my wife. Um, and so the great thing about Tave is it's fully customizable. You can set it up to do whatever you want. You can automate things. And so you can you can really create the workflow for your your brand um, in a in a way that I just haven't seen other places do. And so anyhow, they love you guys too. And they're giving everyone 20% off and an additional month uh, free. Uh, if you use um, uh, the link down below, just and you gotta use the coupon code six figure photography, all capitals, no spaces in there, six figure photography. And, uh, and they'll hook you up. So thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I love the companies that believe in what we do and that help help us to actually um, push things forward. And so I got to give them the credit that's due. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to give a shout out to Miller's as well, because I should have mentioned them earlier 
in the podcast, but they were a huge help to me starting out. Um, I got lucky and stumbled upon them uh, around the time of my very first wedding and have been printing albums with them uh, pretty much exclusively ever since. And they really do care, I have to say. Totally agree, man. Yeah, totally agree. And I think it's something that anytime I'm choosing, this is the same the same values that we want our clients we want our clients to have to not just hire us as photographers, but also hire us as people to believe in us as people and and to be able to actually become friends with them. Those are all the same values. Anytime I'm trying to find vendors to partner with with our company, I'm I am looking at you know yes are are they producing amazing work? Do they you know is it consistent? All that kind of stuff. But I'm also looking at the people behind the business. Like are they actually good people? <laughs> Do I actually yeah. care about them? Are you know what I mean? And 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 that's what I love about Miller's. It's just a really really great crew of people over there that that give a damn. So anyhow, um, cool, uh, dude Jeff, what do you got, man? Action step. Um, something that, that the audience can go ahead and, and actually do, uh, to move forward. Okay. I've got a few. (laughs) So, um, I think the first thing is bust out a pen and paper or journal and, and start writing your words. I think there's something about writing the act of writing that really solidifies it in our brain and, set some goals. Uh, it doesn't have to be a, a long list, but set some big goals for the next, you know, year, maybe five years or six months or monthly goals, weekly goals. But there's something about writing out your goals that, um, has worked wonders. And I'm sure you can affirm that as well, uh, with my business and the growth of my, of my business and my life is uh, setting goals and then reaching those goals. That, to me, is my definition of success. Um, And some practical, like, personal tips moving forward is a good reminder is stop complaining and be thankful. Yes. So far, I'm totally on board with all these. (laughs) Yeah. Stop complaining and be thankful. Just don't complain. Your words you know, and your mind and your habits, they're all tied together. So if you can stop it at the, at the verbal level, you will, you know, rewire your, your brain to be more optimistic and grateful for the things in your life. Cause I catch myself doing that all the time. And, and so that's a, that's something that I have written down, um, as a daily reminder. And last but not least is, um, if you are like me and uh, consider yourself a perfectionist, I would, I would just encourage you to let go of, of that chase, that pursuit of perfection, um, and just let go. Um, because I can now consider myself a recovering perfectionist, and there's a lot of freedom in that. So those are my tips to leave the audience with, and I hope that helps. Yeah, man. I, I totally agree. There's, uh, really, I mean, I, I, going, going to the complaining one, I think that I can quickly, um, tell a lot about a person based off of how much they complain. Um, and it's just one of those acts that really 
gets you nowhere. Like it just moves mm-hmm. the needle backwards. Um, and this is one of the reasons I, I wish this wasn't true. And, and maybe I'm a cynic at this point. Um, I really do try to believe the best in people, but I've, I've stopped showing up. I've stopped showing up to like the, the photography group meetups locally. And I've stopped showing up to some of the Facebook groups because I've just found it to be this watering hole of, of complainers <laughs> complaining about clients, complaining about gear and complaining about bookings and complaining about videographers. And I just, I got too many better things to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I, I do hope to see, um, things continue to change and I, and I want to keep trying to be a force that, that just keeps pushing positivity out there. Um, and, uh, and keep loving on people. So amen, man, I think that's really awesome. Um, the advice you've given. So Jeff, where can people find out more about you, where they can check out your work? Uh, you can do a Google search, Jeff with a G, G off Duncan. And uh, I'm on Instagram pretty actively and Facebook. And I do blog. There's probably bound to be some other avenues that you can catch me at, but those are probably the top three. Cool. And uh, G- like your website is geodun.com. <laughs> like, you know, I said geo, but you know, G E O D U N, geodun.com. We'll put a link in the show notes for everyone there, but definitely check out his work, you guys. Uh, and uh, I think you'll be inspired. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, thank you for being honest and, and giving us some, some great ideas on your growth, where things have been um, moving towards and, and where you came from. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, Ben. I really enjoyed it. Definitely. Cheers, Jeff. I love Jeff's closing advice, you guys, to to actually take out a pen and paper and to write down, physically write down your goals. Uh, he, he also added to stop complaining, to be grateful. And then lastly, that there's no time p- for perfection. And I, I really believe in this. You know, um, we do uh, daily live videos at Six Figure Photography's Facebook page. And, and the entire process is one that's actually more just about documenting, not about producing. To We, we haven't obsessed over making everything perfectly polished. Uh, they're just very candid and real. And we're just producing content for you guys. And I think as, as photographers, we get tied up um, wanting everything to be perfect. Um, but but to just let go, to start producing more and more work, just to, to document, uh, to put it out there, to take risks. Um, this has been great. Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, once again, if you want to follow along more, if you want to if you want to track along what we're doing at Style and Straight Creative and the SFP podcast, we do daily live videos, like I just mentioned, at Six Figure Photography's Facebook page. Join us there as well you can join the conversation at our instagram page uh six figure photo stories are coming to you guys all the time you guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for your support your care for what we do for valuing uh the content that we're putting out there for you guys uh to help in any way that we can i just i just want to say thank you you guys mean the world uh to me because literally i wouldn't be doing this if you guys were not listening and letting me know that you're listening so if you found value in this leave me a review that i would love it i would love to get a chance to read what you guys have to say So cheers, everybody. We'll talk soon.